Welcome to Now Charleston. I'm Sam Spence. It's Friday, May 20th. Now Charleston takes a look at a handful of issues three times a week and tells you why they're important. Hope you're having a good Friday so far and ready for a hot weekend here in Charleston. Um, let's, like, let's take a quick look at a few headlines this morning. Kind of a quiet news day. South Carolina is officially an early voting state with the signing of a bill on Thursday. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis was in the Charleston area last week. Uh, I'll look at why that's significant. And with less than a week before Spoleto starts, musician Rhiannon Giddens' new opera, Omar, gets the New York Times treatment. And temperatures are headed into the triple digits in parts of South Carolina this weekend. We'll look at where. Those stories and more, starting now. South Carolina will have early voting for the June primaries after a new bill signed by Governor McMaster last week. South Carolina is the 45th state to do early voting. Could be worse, I guess. Previously, voters had to name one of a list of excuses the state gave, but now all that's out the window and you just have to show up at any of the early polling places in your county of residence and cast your ballot. Early voting uh, precincts will be open around Charleston County uh, as early as May 31st. Links on nowcharleston.com to where Charleston County uh, Board of Elections will post all that early voting information in the coming weeks, and I'll keep you updated here too. If you can't do early voting or election day voting, um, you can still get an absentee ballot at scvotes.org. It's worth noting that South Carolina is doing this while other states are dialing back their early voting procedures, um, as politicians incorrectly claim that early voting jeopardizes the integrity of local and state elections. But as we saw in 2020, people want to vote in South Carolina. People want to vote early. People want to vote when it's convenient for them. So look for more people than ever to vote consistently in elections going forward in South Carolina, even in local elections and small special elections that can be decided with a few hundred votes, even in a big city like Charleston. This is a big deal and should be one thing we can thank the legislature for from this past session. Governor Ron DeSantis was at an Owl Palms beach house last week for a high-dollar fundraiser with Republican donors who may be hedging their bets on former President Donald Trump by showing early support for DeSantis, who is just one Republican who looks like could run for president if Trump does not, and could also if Trump does. The donors present included high-profile South Carolina Republicans, including a couple who Trump appointed to various positions. Um, So yes, this is one of the first signs of one of the first early signs of the coming 2024 South Carolina presidential primary and election. But in the chess game of South Carolina politics, there are a few other names to keep in mind as folks drift into the state as well. These names are not going to be a surprise to you. Of course, South Carolina is also home to former governor, United Nations ambassador, Nikki Haley, who has a lot of energy behind her and has made noise like she would consider a run for president if Trump does not in 2024. Just follow her on Twitter. She's pretty much already running for something, whatever it is. But you can't forget about Tim Scott either, U.S. Senator Tim Scott, who has staked out a very uh, not Trump uh, corner of the party while still remaining pretty high profile. He's got very powerful donors also with Oracle founder Larry Ellison, who's this kind of enigmatic uh, billionaire um, who has started donating a lot to Republican causes in the past 10 years or so. Um, he's almost personally bankrolling Scott at this point to the tune of $15 million himself, uh, along with Silicon Valley investor, Peter Thiel, who's also a big Trump guy. 
So Scott's also signaled interest in being, or at least entertained interest in being Trump's running mate in 2024, just hypothetically, of course. And both Scott and Haley are also planning trips to Iowa. So further fueling all this speculation. But back to last week, DeSantis from Florida is still the best bet at this point besides Trump among Republicans nationwide. Even at least one well-placed Republican consultant in South Carolina thinks that DeSantis has the most momentum at this point, even beyond Haley and Scott in South Carolina. There's still a long way to go, um, but you know there will be no shortage of Republicans looking to unseat Joe Biden passing through South Carolina over the next 18 months or so. The long-awaited opera Omar opens next week at the Satili Theater downtown for Spoleto Festival USA. Initially planned for the 2020 festival, Omar has been put off two years, but finally the curtain will rise on it on May 27th. Composed and written by Rhiannon Giddens and Michael Abels, uh, Omar tells the story of an enslaved man from what's now Senegal, uh, who's brought to America through Charleston, eventually escaping to North Carolina. But Omar kept a diary in Arabic, and it was kept intact, and the manuscript has been the basis for uh, Giddens and Abels' opera, Omar. Now, Rhiannon Giddens, you may know from the Carolina Chocolate Drops, kind of a a Roots Blues act, Um, and Abels, Michael Abels, wrote the music for the Jordan Peele thrillers, Get Out and Us. There's a link to a New York Times profile in today's paper uh, on Giddens that previews Omar at nowcharleston.com. The opera has its world premiere here in Charleston, but we'll make a few touring stops in Boston and L.A., so you'll keep hearing about it. There are still a few tickets left, though, in Charleston. Um, I was talking to some Splato folks last week, and they were surprised that there were any tickets available at all after opening weekend, after the um, initial sell. But this one will sell out. There, the tickets that are available are like singles and maybe a couple, uh, you know, two seats, but not many. So if you want tickets, check SplatoUSA.org right now. This is as of Friday morning. There are still tickets. It was a hot one in Charleston yesterday, but that carries into Friday with highs around 95 in Charleston. Um, though North Charleston did set a, a record high minimum temperature yesterday, um, 74 degrees. That's the first I've ever heard of a record high minimum temperature. Uh, I guess it just means it got hot and it stayed hot. But Columbia, just a few minutes up the road, could see a 100 degree day today on Friday. So I wouldn't be surprised if that Charleston high, 95, is a little higher. It's going to be sticky out there. But the state's high, but the state's record high is 106. So no real danger of coming close to that. Like I said, it's a quick one. That's all I've got for you today. If you have feedback for the show, you can leave a voice message at 843-474-1319 or email sam at nowcharleston.com. If you can rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now, that's a big help also. And as always, check nowcharleston.com for links and notes from today's show. To make sure you don't miss anything, follow twitter.com slash nowcharleston and instagram.com slash nowcharleston. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back on Monday with the next Now Charleston.